When is the last time you listened to a podcast about web development, web design, and small business and didn't fall asleep? Yes, we cover web development, web design, and small business, but like actual human beings with personalities. If you're a beginner, we're not going to talk over your head. It's more like asking your buddy for help. We have guests, we have fun, and let me tell you, these two can get off on a tangent. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to HTML All The Things Podcast. This is Matt Lawrence and Mike Curran. That's what everybody, we are back. This is episode 138. The li- the power? The laser? The laser, no. The power of laser focus. I'm Matt, that's Mike, and this week we'll be discussing the power of laser focus. Obviously, that's what the title says, but right to the point with that laser focus. That was a bad intro, but I forgot to change my show notes, the end of my show notes there, so I had to make it up on the spot, and I hope you enjoyed that. So if this sounds interesting to you, because it obviously does now, and you want to support the show, you can go check us out on Patreon, leave a review or rating on your podcast app, join us in our Discord server, share this with your friends, and uh, it's it's time to talk about laser focus. So this is an episode that's been kind of in the making in my head a little bit. So it kind of started as a web news that I've been thinking about and thinking about uh, like off and on uh, for the past couple weeks or so, and I eventually just kind of like formulated it. Is that right? Anyway, I put it into an episode idea, and uh, it's kind of has quite a bit to talk about. It uh, we're going to be discussing laser focus, which is like kind of extreme focus, uh, seeing what sticks, comparing the two, uh, laser focus, loose focus on stuff like this at a high level. So this kind of applies for web developers and other jobs as well uh, to an extent. Although obviously we'll be talking about tech and web development stuff like that uh, as per uh, what the show is about usually. But anyway. Power laser focus. Now, you probably have heard the term laser focus a bunch of times, especially if you've been to a corporate event or two. Laser focus gets thrown around a bunch, especially when a company is trying to, say, get something up really quick. Like, we have a new product segment or, hey, our competitor did this, so we got to quickly do this, right? And laser focus gets thrown around at these corporate events all the time, and it's it's a catchy term, right? It's a catchy term. It can help with morale. It's like, yeah, we're all laser focused. The whole company, the whole corporations, you know, together. We're, you know, we're doing a big push on a big project. That's what we're gonna do. Laser focused. That's the way we want it. And the thing is, is yeah, it is a buzzword. Yeah, it is something to get that morale up. Yeah, it is something that sort of corporate executives kind of stereotypically use oftentimes. But it has a lot of real world backing as well. And I'll get into that right now. So let's take, for example, someone from your high school, let's say. So you you have high school with a bunch of people and there's always that person or that few people, those, those, like that, those few select people, I should say, that kind of, I don't know what you'd say. You know how like when people are, everyone's always freaking out about like say the latest test or like this uh, particular class is very difficult and people are freaking out about the amount of work they have to do or something like that. But there's always that person or those individuals that are, always all there all the time. Like they have it all together all the time. They're calm. It's just like, it doesn't matter whether it's it's an exam, a test, or like the biggest thing of like your life up to that point. They're just there. They're all, they're all together all the time. They're not freaking out. They're no composure change. They're just there and they get their, their stuff done and that's it. So 
you know, they went from knowing, usually what this person is, is usually it's a person that goes from knowing what they want to do after high school, okay, so they have a career choice that they already have in their head while they're in high school. As a result, they cater those classes to the career, and then they they go straight into whatever they need to do post-secondary, such as like college, university, maybe they need certifications, doesn't matter. Whatever that job, that career path that they chose requires, they go straight into it, whatever it needs apprenticeship, doesn't matter. And they do that as soon as possible. Now, these people are often seen as, I guess you'd call them role role models, right? They're examples of people that quote unquote made it, right? And in a, in a good amount of time, you know, no one stumbled in a good amount of time and done the quote unquote proper way. That's kind of what, that's kind of what it comes across as, you know, like they'll be the people that Maybe these people are the people that become the valedictorian or whatever the case may be, right? These people, you know, quote unquote, made it in the school system and how the school system wants you to do things. Now, oftentimes, you know, as a result of this, they're ahead of their peers. They've gotten into their career quicker than the others in your class. Let's say, you know, they didn't take another year of high school or they didn't try different career choices. And they get praised for that a lot. And so that's what I mean by this person kind of stands out. You're probably thinking of that person that you went to high school with right now, but there's nothing wrong with doing it the other way. There's nothing wrong with trying different careers and seeing what sticks, a a phrase that we'll get into in a bit. There's nothing wrong with having the direct path like this quote unquote role model either. There's nothing wrong with either one. Having the direct path, or in this case, laser focus. This person was laser focused and allowed this colleague of yours, this person that you went to school with, to propel forward exactly where they wanted to be. They weren't distracted by different career choices, different, different, uh, uh, different. let's say, post-secondary options, different this, different that. And sure, you know, they, they're, like laser focus can be interrupted and maybe their first choice of school gets bumped out. They don't get accepted, but the second choice does. But they're laser focused on that career. Oh, I want to become a doctor or I want to become a computer technician or I want to become a car mechanic or I want to become uh, an electronics expert or whatever, whatever exactly it is. That person was laser focused right from the get go. And that's great, but you don't have to be that way. So I just want to make it clear that like, if you're a person that's like, well, now I feel shitty. I didn't do that. I jumped around. That's totally fine as well. Yeah. Right. What well, one thing I just, just to interject a little bit here and go off on a little bit of a tangent, the system that's currently in place for like making you choose a career path in your first, you know, 17 or 18 years that ideally you're going to go down for the rest of your life is kind of, it's kind of screwed up in my opinion. Like there's no way that the majority of people like the, the laser focused or the the people that are actually going to do it that's for sure the minority and even more of a minority the people that do it and then love their choice you know what i mean like there's a lot of people that are that get in that do that because societal pressure and their parents and all that get all the way through become like an electrical engineer they got there right from the beginning that's what they wanted to do and then they hate their choice and then they're stuck with it because that's how they've been told to do it and then they just like phone it in for 20 or 30 years of their life, retire, and that's it. I bet you the amount of people that actually choose and then become what they want to be and then enjoy it is like astronomically low, right? Because of the system that's in place. Like this pressure that everyone has on you throughout your entire high school and elementary career to like, well, what do you like? What do you like? What do you like? Like, What do you want to do? And here's like some arbitrary information that's not really even relevant to, to the career path. 
Uh, but do you like this information? Okay, then then you're definitely an engineer. Or do you like this information? And then you're definitely a doctor. That's such, I don't know. I feel like that whole system needs to be reversed. Like we we talk a lot. I think I feel like we talk a lot about uh, like the education system across North America, at least because that's the one we're that we're familiar with. Uh, and there just seems to be so many glaring holes in it. And the problem is like. And we mentioned this many times is that there's like we're not proposing solutions because we don't have them. But I feel like if you get a bunch of really smart people in a room and I say this about a lot of things, like instead of getting politicians or something like that to make these decisions, get a bunch of people from different fields that have been in those fields that enjoy what they do in a room and be like, fix the situation. And if they're the leaders of the fields and all that, I feel like that's the way to solve these problems because in my opinion, is for sure a problem. Like this shouldn't be how the system goes. Like you shouldn't be forced to make a decision and all this pressure shouldn't be on you to make a decision in your first 18 years of life that you are intended to, like it's very much intended to stick with for the rest of your life. Like there's no like, no one says like, oh, you know, you can try being this and that and this and that. You can go to college, you can go to university, you can split it up and stuff like that. No one's no one's guiding you to that choice. That is absolutely a valid choice. And it's a good one, like to to try different things, in my opinion, if you're not set on something. But no one, no one, like your guidance counselors, your teachers are not guiding you towards that. And there definitely should be a system for that in place right from right from start to end of the education system. And the thing, like, just to sort of defend the education system as well, the education system is is generalized because they train everyone from the electronics uh, expert through the car mechanic, through the airplane mechanic, through the the pilots, through, you know, whatever. So obviously, just like as we see in tech, where when you used a generalized tool, the generalized tool can get kind of bulky and kind of like big and kind of in the way. Um, I know that those kind of terms have been used against jQuery, let's say, where they say like, hey, you know, jQuery is kind of bloated. All you wanted to do was change this div to, you know, uh, have a red background, but yet you you know, have a full library of jQuery. But the thing is, is like, because jQuery is generalized, it has to have all those pieces with it. And so the education system is similar in that way, where because it's teaching kind of everybody, it has to teach, you know, this and this and this and this and this and this and this. And a lot of it, you know, obviously you're not going to use, but that's also why it starts becoming more specialized in high school, where you can start choosing your classes because like it's you're 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 start you're starting i suppose to steer your path um toward whatever you want to do but mike makes a good decision like at 16 17 whatever it is uh years old you know you don't really don't you don't have any experience out there and you don't have any experience out there you don't really know what you want to do and some people like i said have that laser focus and they do like it and that's a minority of people i would say and then there's probably even another minority. We don't have numbers for this, but I just, out of my own opinion, there's probably even another minority, like Mike said, that are happy with the decision. But I think the thing is, is like you see, you see this a lot in in people that are in like there's people that excel at high school. They do really good. They like I gotta get to university, and then they get to university and they end up flunking, or they they drop out, or they barely pass, or they hate they hate it, and then they change their mind on it, and it's because. You know, if you wanted to be a programmer, you have no idea what being a programmer is like. Short of reading 
like a website that told you tells you what a programmer is like you have no idea now some people know exactly what they want to do because some people maybe they fell into it and i'll talk about that in a little bit too they'll t- they fell into it so maybe they have a family business and they want to get into uh fixing cars and like they've on the weekends they've always worked with like their uh their dad or their mom or whoever fixing cars in the family owned business the family garage right for the town that they're in or whatever and so like some people fall into it but again like that is you know probably a minority of people so i mean that's why we that's why mike and i like you know we we can present like mike presented a potential solution there but it's 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 a difficult question right like we're not saying like hey these people that make the school system are idiots and they don't know what they're doing it's sort of like it is a difficult job and that's why there's going to be mistakes made and things change and also i don't know how true this is or whatever but when i was in high school i remember them saying you know your parents and around the generation of parents like people like my parents age were in a in a career like a career and usually a job they went like they started to work at this place and assuming that place didn't close they just worked that same job all the way retire and that's it but they kept saying that us like my generation the millennials we would have to uh, jump around jobs and change jobs and this and that and we do see that in the developer field web dev field we do see that a lot with the gig economy we do see that a lot with um side hustles and stuff like that so like the education system where it has to be generalized, it also has to, you know, adapt to these different job markets. And the thing is, is because it's a huge institution, it moves slow and the job market doesn't. And then you have this whole, so it, it's it's a mess. Like, you know, we, we might present solutions, we may present whatever, but it is a difficult job. It is a mess to go. And I mean, if you're listening to this and you're in the education system, like we would love to have a sit down with you and talk with you about how these decisions are made or whatever. Cause a lot of that stuff, I don't know whether it's confidential or what, but a lot of that stuff is, or at least seemingly is done behind closed doors. And then you're just sort of like, why did they spend all that money on this? Like, wait, why did they switch these classes around? Like, why is this, you know, and you don't know what's happening because you, it's not given out. It's not, super obvious, at least not to me, or to look up that information if there even is a place to look it up. Um, but yeah, tangent, but like a good tangent, like Mike said, uh, definitely related to it. Um, but yeah, a little bit of a devil's advocate, a pro and a con for the, <laughs> for the school systems, uh, of North America for the most part. But anyway, um, so like back to the episode, I would say, you know, laser focus, you know, to go back to that laser focus allows you to focus on one thing okay and nothing else pushing forward on a single goal at full speed without distractions or splitting your time across different goals that's really the power right of laser focus is you're not you know on your computer working on something and then you know you jump onto facebook and then you jump onto twitter you jump you know you're 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 bouncing around at that point you know you're just working on that web page or you're just working on editing that photo or whatever it is right now this of course is easier said than done right definitely easier said than done. Uh, it's easier. It's, or it's rather easy rather to get pulled in to different directions. Um, so, you know, or you get pulled into, uh, the accounting direction. If you're running, if we're running a small business and you're wearing multiple hats, you know, Oh, I got pulled into this thing. You know, I need to fix this, uh, tax return. Oh, I got pulled into this thing. I need to fix, like, I need to upload my receipts and you're getting pulled away from whatever your business does because you're wearing all those hats. And those are distractions, you know, and, when you're in an industry that itself is distracting, that can also become a huge detriment as well. Tech is very distracting. It's very populated. Think about a website. Think about just a website. 
If someone says to you, I want to make a blog, well, what type of blog is it? Is it a highly technical blog? And what's the technical part? Is it, are they talking about cars? Are they talking about desks? Are they talking about fans? Are they talking about microphones? Are they talking about YouTube? Are they talking about algorithms? Are they, are they a programming blog? Like, what are they? And this is just, and then is it a web app? Is it a website? Is it this? Is it that? Is it using jQuery? You know, there's like a billion things, you know, that you could just bounce around here, 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 here. And like so many different combinations of, you know, oh, we're, we're a web app and we like offer courses, but we also have a blog and you know what I mean? Like there's like this like layer, layer, layer. So when you're in like a distracting, I would say distracting field like tech, it can get really, I mean, distracting and you'll lose laser focus. Um, so even, you know, when you chosen what you want to do, like, let's say you say, you know what? Okay, I'm going to do this. This is my project. This is what I'm going to laser focus on. Your project can still suffer from a lack of focus. So let's just say, for example, you're going to start a blog initiative. You know, you run a web agency. It's a little bit slow. So you're like, that's it. I want to make passive income via ad revenue. I'm starting a blog initiative. I'm going to start a blog or two or whatever. Okay. Even if you have the website's tech stack decided upon. You say, I'm going to use WordPress. That's easy. I'm going to, I'm going to use WordPress. Great. You know, you've solved a bunch of stuff, but there's still a lot of details to solve, a lot of details to fill in, all of which can cause your laser focus to get scattered, right? Websites come, as I've already said, in all shapes and sizes. Content varies wildly from simple personal blogs of being like, today I walked through the park, through complex technical articles that require specialized know-how. That's one thing that people make a mistake on websites a lot is they think I'm just going to start a blog. And then they realize, wait a second, you know, it's easy. It's easy in concept to write something, but like, if you don't play video games and you all of a sudden get tasked with writing a blog about video games, you have no idea what to write. You have no idea what people are after. You don't know what's out today and you don't know what Xbox Game Pass is. Like you have no idea what's going on, right? And now some of these tangents, right? Like some of these tangents can drag you out of focusing on the end product and into learning about, I don't know, let's say woodworking or something or other fields that you would want to cover in your blog. If you're a really amateur like woodworker and you decide, you know what, as a part of this passive initiative blog example, I'm going to talk about that. But then you're like, wait a second, I kind of only do this on weekends and like, I don't actually know that much. Like, what am I going to write about? First of all, you have to have writing skill. Like writing is not easy, but now you might get pulled into like reading a bunch of woodworking books just so you can like do more woodworking. And now it's like, oh, wait a second. Now I'm not building the blog out, right? You're getting pulled in all these different directions. Now, what you can do is that you can, kind of fix your scope. So let's say like these type of problems where you're being dragged here, there, here, there, here, there might be an indicator that your scope is too broad. You may need to delegate parts of the job to other team members in order for you to focus on what you need to do most. So maybe you need to delegate out, okay, I'll get this guy to do, I'll get this guy to do the, uh, the WordPress. I'll get this person to do, um, I'll get this person to do the hosting. I'll get this person to handle the email. I'll get this totally different, like company, like they'll handle this part. And I will focus on learning more about woodworking so that I can do content management, or maybe you're super good at the social media. So you're like, you know what, I'll do the social media. And I know that bill over there, uh, he's really good at woodworking. So maybe he'll want to do the content, those type of things. And by delegating properly, each team member can actually focus in or laser focus on their specific task, allows, allowing the benefits of laser focus to be realized, not just by you, but by your team as well. This person's laser focused on WordPress. That person's laser focused on email. That person's laser focused on this. This company you hired out is laser focused on the DNS or God knows what. You know, you can real you can have laser focus actually be 
a team effort as well if things are delegated out properly. Yeah, I, you know what, like this, this is probably one of my most difficult things to do. I'm, I'm very much not laser focused on any one thing. Um, throughout, I, I would say throughout like a month's work, months uh, period, like I'm constantly working on different stacks. I'm constantly working on different technologies. This isn't, I guess this isn't really by choice. This is more like what's happened in, in and around my, uh, my realm of work right now. And it's mostly because it's the tech realm and that everyone just has such different needs. So you can go like, let's say you're laser focused on WordPress, right? Um, that's something to be laser focused in. But even inside of WordPress, there's just so many different like page builders or so many different. Are you building a custom theme? Are you building a, you know, a, a page out for WordPress and then just using custom fields? Are you using a blog? Like there's so many things inside of just one choice to be laser focused in that it's a it, unless you're working in an agency and you're just churning out the same thing over and over and over again, it's almost impossible to be that way, right? It's almost impossible to just be laser focused on one tech and inside of that one tech to be laser focused on one piece of like functionality in that tech. And when you go out from the different functionalities, let's say you're focused on WordPress, but you're not focused on one thing, every little thing inside there is different, right? Like if you're focused on templates, now you're you're having to learn multiple different languages. Like there's some JavaScript in there, there's some HTML, there's some PHP, there's like multiple, and then there's like WordPress own templating system, right? There's so many things in that one sphere that it's just, it's difficult. Like it, it's almost, I would say impossible to be laser focused fully on something in the tech realm or in the web development sphere specifically. Uh, you kind of always have to be on a swivel and it's sometimes I have these like thoughts where I'm just like, am I stretching myself too thin? Am I like learning only the very shallow aspects of everything and not being able to like, you know, delve too deeply inside of uh, any of these things to be called, to be called an expert or to be getting the, the projects that I want or whatever. Um, with those thoughts also comes kind of like a competing viewer, like really my goal is to be really good at solving issues and solving problems and programming in general, the concepts of programming. And I've come to the realization that I don't give a crap about what language, what framework, what's tech stack I'm working on. Like I don't care anymore because I've just been going across so many of them at all times. Whatever problem that comes to me, it'll take me a little time to ramp up, but that's becoming even easier for me. And then I'm just going to focus on solving that issue or creating that thing that I need to create. And that's it. And that's kind of solved. I wouldn't say solved, but that's kind of like tampered that effect of like, oh my God, am I stretching myself too thin? Like I'm putting more focus in the process of learning and the and the I, co core concepts of debugging and troubleshooting and creating rather than what I'm using to actually create it, if that makes sense. And that's and that's honestly the struggle with with tech, but it you know I'm sure it, it other fields as well that we're not um, you know privy to. But you know that is one of the problems with tech is that you know we're we're doing a podcast here, so like let's let let's look at the tangents that Mike is kind of mentioning. Like let's look at the stuff that he had to swivel through, or we had, we both had to. Okay, how do we record? Okay, what's you know what's a good uh, what's a good format? Okay, what's a good level of quality? How do we edit this thing together? Uh, where's the like what type of host should we use? 
you know, and a lot of the stuff you might say is second nature uh, to you, or I mean, it's kind of second nature to me now. But a lot of it is, you know, I was in podcasting for years, you know, as a as a hobby for a lot of years, and still am. And even with all that experience, you know, I never handled a lot of those things. I never handled the hosting or I handled the hosting a little bit, but I never really handled like a lot of the different little intricacies. And there's a lot, you know, that you got to produce the show, you know, you have to have the show notes or at least the notes that we read, you know, maybe not the public ones, the ones that have, you know, the segments and stuff so that we know how to pace the show and stuff like that. Like there's, there's a lot, you know, you got to schedule people and it's a lot of those can be tangents, you know, a lot of those can be tangents. And the thing is too, is you have to also think, you know, how laser focused can you get on something? If you say, I'm going to laser focus on a podcast. Okay. So you just want to do the podcast. So you have to think there's the content, there's the production of it. Uh, there's the, uh, the equipment, you know, how, how you're doing it, especially in the COVID age, like, can people travel to you? Are you allowed to travel to them? Or is everyone in lockdown? Like, what is the situation? Uh, are you doing it remote? What time, what are the time zones? If you're interviewing people from different countries, uh, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Like, it's just, it's just a, it's a consistent thing. And that's another thing as well is like laser focus. You have to choose what to laser focus on and you can't always delegate everything. Like, could you imagine delegating out like the, your, your microphone choice? I mean, you could do that, but like, you're probably not going to get something that you prefer. Maybe it's not even compatible with your desk. Like the boom arm won't fit or something. So it's best that you just do it. So laser focus doesn't have to be that you like whittle it down to one little thing, but like it has to be within, you know, one sort of close knit field, something where you would say like, I'm not going to delegate this. Like that's ridiculous type of thing. Like if, if you, if you decide like, I'm not going to delegate that, like that's just too little, then fine, you know, of course. But if it's something where like you could do it in two minutes or you could do it, or you have a high, um, a lot of preference, like I really want to have a nice microphone, but like it really needs to be red or something. Um, th- or I really want it to sound this way. Then that's something that maybe you should do and not delegate out. Uh, depending on your time and size of your company and such, because you want to have that specific experience. But if you're super, 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 super busy, maybe that's going to ruin your laser focus. So you're just going to write, write it, write, literally write down what you want, email it or send it to a person and just say, find me a microphone that does this, right? So it just kind of depends on your situation and you have to kind of pick and choose what to be laser focused on. And you have to pick and choose what your laser focus is. You know, is your laser focus, is your laser focus literally um, enough? Like, are you, are you, okay, you can be, let's say laser focused on your small business, but then you're going to get pulled in all the tangents of, I need to do the account, I need to do this and you do that. But maybe that is exactly what your laser focus is for now. So you can build up a little bit more revenue so that you can afford to delegate. So some people's laser focus for them at that point is just the broad spectrum of run this small business. And then it's like, I need to hire. So now they need to laser focus into there so that they can delegate and stuff like that. So laser focus is different for everybody. It's also, it also depends on how good you are at multitasking and et cetera, et cetera as well. Um, but the power of laser focus, as we've already discussed, is like really there with the speed um, and usually the quality of whatever you produce. Now, this actually transitions really nicely into the next state, the next stage of this, I suppose, which is, you know, what how do you choose? Like, how do you choose what to be laser focused on? We just talked about, you know, God knows how many tangents and how many things you can be pulled into, especially in tech. You know, it's easy to say, let's laser focus, you know, let's laser focus in on this as a buzzword, but how do you decide what to laser focus on? And to be honest, this just, you know, straight up isn't an easy decision. You know, this it just isn't an easy decision. And in many cases, it requires you to have a very loose focus, the opposite of laser focus. And that's what 
the thing I said I was going to come back to, you got to see what sticks. Okay, so remember the example of the person from high school that was laser focused on one career throughout their time at high school and beyond. That person you could consider lucky because, you know, maybe they found their passion or they fell into something they want to do like a family business or they want or they went straight for the most money that they knew that they could do within a level of effort that they were happy with. Right. You and let's say they're happy with it and everything and they're going to stay in that career. You could you could not necessarily will, but you could consider that person super lucky, a lottery winner even, right? It's a really niche sort of thing. It's a really like, like only the minority is like that, right? So the world is distracting, right? And then beyond that, the world of tech, in the world of tech alone, there are hundreds, even thousands of different fields all broken up into their own specializations within themselves. And as a person in the tech industry, and I'm sure many of you guys are like the listeners, you know, as tech becomes more complex, the amount to focus on and the amount of specialized positions rises. When computers were brand new, UI UX wasn't a big focus. There wasn't really like the, like the design language that everyone was focused, it was everything was, everyone, excuse me, was focusing on. But now UI UX designers, UI UX experts, UX experience guys, whatever, look at those job openings. It's just an entire field. You could just focus on UX. You could just focus on UI. You could do UI, UX, whatever, right? All these options, all this craziness, all this complexity, and it's growing, is making laser focusing more difficult and can make you stall out on your career or even burning out before you start. And that's why this is so important. That's why finding out what sticks is so important. You basically don't focus on anything. Or if you do focus, you focus on a broad field like tech, right? And then, for example, you then research, you do, you try things out, you ex- you experience different things within that field that you chose, and you see what sticks. Maybe you really hate getting into the nitty gritty of server stuff, but you really like technical writing. Okay, well now you're a step forward. You've pushed a step forward. You've gone you've gone one step above. You've gone one step forward. Right? You've done something. You've done something. You you're not just sitting stagnant, being like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I haven't chosen my career. I don't know what to do. You've tried some stuff out. You like technical writing. Boom. Okay. There's something. Maybe that's not going to be your end all be all, but there's something. Now you can try. You can try this. You can go forward on that. So if we're going to bring it back to let's say small businesses, for small businesses, you may decide to start investing in increasing the company's passive income. Passive income is a massive field. It's a massive field and it encompasses everything from rental income through cooking blogs, right? It, it, it goes in tech, out of tech, all over the place. Now, with that in mind, let's say that we tune uh, to that, pa- like, let, let's say we tune our view, our focus. We say, okay, we're going to do passive income via ad revenue from blogs. Still broad, but a lot more narrow than before. You know, the rental properties are out and all that. That's what we want to do. But we can loosely focus on this broad but still aimed target. Okay, great. Now it's time to take stock on what you could blog about. Maybe there should be more than one blog. Do the blogs need social media? Should you have companion podcasts with the blogs? Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And you're going to start exploring these options. You're going to start seeing what sticks. You could have a car blog because maybe your team lead is a car fanatic. Then have another fishing blog because a group of the people in your office fish on weekends and they always talk about it. And then another one about cooking and all the office foodies can like chime in, right? Maybe all these will fail. 
but maybe, and maybe some will just be horrible to write. So you just say, you're like, you know, that one didn't do too bad, but you know, it's still a failure. Like didn't get the numbers. That one wasn't too bad. This one was a disaster. We're not doing that again. That's learning something. But maybe one will just take off or quote unquote stick. And then you'll shut down the other two, the other two blogs completely and just start to laser focus on that one thing that's stuck. Or, you know, if you're saying like, oh, you know, I did, I did these three blogs and all of them failed. You know, this is a big failure. Maybe the blogs themselves failed, but maybe in the process of doing this, you learned that adding a podcast helped analytics immensely. Maybe they went up 20, 30, whatever percent. Now you have an idea. Now you've narrowed down your focus to, let's say, a new set of blogs, but you know right out of the gate, I have to have podcasts that complement them. And maybe the blog should complement the podcast, or maybe the podcast should be about blogging. You know, you, you're starting to get, you're starting to find what sticks. The podcasts are the thing, in this case, that's stuck, but you're still trying to find out what to laser focus on. But it can take several steps like this. This is what I mean by finding what to laser focus on is not easy, but if you were just sitting there being like, I really want to blog, but I don't know what about, and you're stuck at that step, like, I don't know what to do. 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 Well, you're not going anywhere. And you're not just going to like suddenly, unless you're super lucky, just determine what you're going to do or something falls into your lap. You have to try, 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 try these little things responsibly. Don't be spending a million dollars on domain names and stuff like this, right? Do it responsibly, you know, have a plan, do the thing. Oh, I'm going to try this blog and this blog. This one's horrible. I'm out. This one, eh, it's kind of doing okay. I'll try that. Oh, the podcast is doing well. I'll try that. You know what? The blog's doing way worse than the podcast. Maybe I'll kill the blog. Eh, Maybe I'll change the blog so it's different than the podcast. You know what? Maybe let's kill this whole idea. Let's start a, uh, a blog about podcasting that also has a podcast about blogging or something, right? You find out what sticks. And it can take several steps like this. You're basically like filtering it down, filtering it down, filtering it down. And this is why I want to reiterate that some people get stuck. They don't know what career they want heading out of high school, let's say. So they're just stuck. They're stagnant in their career and they don't know what their path is. They don't know what path to take. But in reality, you know, they might be at this point doing the possibly the worst thing for themselves. They're not trying out anything because they're really like, I don't know what I want to be. Like, I don't know whether I want to be a mechanic or like an airplane uh, pilot or like, uh, do I want to be a helicopter pilot? Do I want to be a person that works as a carpenter? Like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And they ha- they just don't know. But if you're a person that just goes and tries this and tries this and tries this and tries this and you're just like, you know what? Plumbing? Hate it. Don't want to do it. Uh, electrician? Hate it. Don't want to do it. I eh, didn't mind putting those cabinets up though. Didn't mind doing that. Maybe I should try carpenter. Maybe I should try cabinet maker. Maybe I should try applying to some of those positions. Maybe I should try that in school or like whatever you got to do, right? So the point I'm making here is that, you know, laser focus is a super useful tool that can propel you miles and miles and miles in a very short amount of time in terms of your career or in terms of your hobby or in terms of whatever you're laser focusing on. But it's easier said than done. 100%. It's easier said than done. Some people are just lucky with it. And sometimes it takes multiple attempts. And don't, don't sit stagnant wondering what you should be focusing on. Just keep trying different things. Try this, try this, try this, try this, try this. And eventually you'll find either what you want to laser focus on or you'll find a direction. And that, that, fo- that focus, which is super broad, will get tighter and tighter and tighter to the point where it becomes a laser, fo- a, like a laser, <laughs> if you will. And then you're laser focused on whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I think laser focus and passion kind of go hand in hand because as soon as you find what you're kind of passionate about 
And obviously, like your passion has to kind of coincide with something that can generate income. Like you can't be, you know, passionate about, um, I don't even know. I'm trying to think of an example, but there's so many, like, there's so many ways to generate income with anything like gaming, for instance, you're really passionate about gaming. Uh, you could do so many things in that industry, like interlocking with gaming that can generate income that I can't even say like, you know, you can't make money playing games, right? Uh, but you absolutely can, obviously. But there's different there's different ways of being in that industry still, using your passion and still generating an income. So there's really like I'm I'm trying to literally think of an example of something that's like a passion but cannot generate an income, and it's I'm having a trouble. So I think the most important thing, right from the get go, is to figure out your passion. Is it like building stuff? Is it uh you know fixing things? Is it uh, doing something in sports, like maybe you really like working out or something like that. Uh, is it, you know, finding that thing that will drive you and like keep you interested in, in it is really important because I don't know about you or anyone else out there in school. For me, like, you know, 80% of the school out there was just like trying to get a check mark done. And like 20% was something that I was really interested in. That 20% is the only thing I remember right now. That's 20% is the only thing that I actually enjoyed doing. That 20% is the only thing I actually like applied myself to get good grades, to, um, you know, you know, talk to the teachers and stuff like that. That's the only thing that really drove me to finish what I was, was starting essentially. And when I found that like click in my head where I was like, oh, I really like programming and it, and it took me a while. Like this wasn't in high school. I found out in college that programming was something I, I liked. And it wasn't even the first time that we did it. Like the first, the first programming courses that we did, we had a terrible teacher. We had terrible experience. I didn't like it. But then as, as it built up, as it built up and there was more and more of it. And then we had a good teacher. That's when it kind of clicked in my head that I was like, this is what I want to do. And I put so much effort and so much focus into it going either through my own education or going into my post, like uh, my university education after my college, that it was easy because I was just like passionate and laser focused on that one topic of becoming a good, becoming good at programming. So finding that thing, I think is extremely difficult. Like Matt's saying this entire way through, it's not something that you can just kind of step into and like, Oh my God, I'm passionate about this. Unless you're super lucky, like winning the lottery. But most of the time, you're going to have to try different things. And I think with the world today, with, you know, YouTube and all the different free ways of doing stuff out there, it's easier today than it was before. And it's only going to get easier for you to try something out. Um, like, for instance, being a pilot uh, or be like, you know, being, a, yeah, being a pilot. I like it sounds cool in my head, but until I actually try it out, there's no way I would know if I would like to do it. But now you can kind of go and, you know, watch YouTube videos of actual pilots, maybe do some uh, simulations like, you know, air sims and seeing if you like that monotony, if you like the the systems in place and stuff like that. And that could be a great way to learn that you do want to be a pilot or you don't want to be a pilot. Um, and then there's like many ways that you can apply that. Not for everything. Like it's tough. It would be tough to apply that in programming, um, right? Like you can't watch a YouTube video of a guy programming and decide to be a programmer. That does not work. Like you need to sit down, figure out programming, which I think is the the barrier to entry with it, right? Like when you're out, when you're on the outside of a, of web development, it sounds cool, but until you actually do it, and until you actually have that click in your head of how programming works, of picking up a language and understanding it, you're not. It's not going to work, right? Like it's not going to go. It's not going to go very well, because. 
you can put all your effort into it and then you can get to the point where you're programming and you just hate it. Because again, from, from an outside viewpoint, it's impossible to see how it is. But some things you can for sure. So use the resources available. Try to find that focus point for yourself. Try to find that passion and use that passion by like literally putting like wood on the fire and igniting it to laser focus yourself into that field, if that makes sense. And the thing is, too, is you can take it further as well. Like you could you could even do this not even for a career. You could do this for your own personal stuff, too. Like a good example uh, is, let's say you you know how like when you like introduce someone to, or something to someone. So let's just say you um, you go mudding in, on the weekends. I don't know, like you take a big Jeep and you go mudding out in the woods on uh, on trails and stuff and you know, mudding kind of sounds interesting and like, maybe I would like check it out. But to me, it's like, I personally don't want to pay for the vehicle expense and stuff like that. So let's say, for example, Mike shows me his Jeep and says like, that's just total hypothetical. Mike loves mudding as a, as a side thing. He just loves it. Just that's loves a it. heck of a hypothetical. Yeah. Well, I'm trying to, I'm trying to like pull it out of web development, right. To like yeah. try to get it far from it, just to like show the, whatever the example, but like, let's just say you just love it. And so like, I go over to your house one day and you're like, if you're passionate about something, usually you show the show a person, you show a friend. So you show me it. And then you start saying like, yeah, like, you know, we went mudding the other week and like I popped this tire. This tire is like a grand. And if I'm going like, whoa, what the fuck are you spending shit on for? Or like, whoa, like that was, let's say you were out for a long time. You had to camp out there or something. And I'm like, whoa, like that's a big investment of time. That's a big investment of money. That's crazy. But you're willing to do it. That might be an indication that that is a passion of yours because you're willing to go further even optionally, because mudding in this case is like a hobby for Mike, Mike is is willing to do things more than, let's say, like me as an outsider would expect them to do. Like I expect someone to take a Jeep out, drive around, do stuff, maybe do some repairs to it. That's it. But I would never be like, yeah, like, you know, like go ahead and spend a grand on on tires, stuff like that. Right. And so like it's it's one of those things like this is it's, it's one of those things. It's kind of hard to explain, but everyone has that thing that they're willing to spend money on. And maybe your la- maybe like your laser focus thing you're trying to find is like what hobby you want to do. It doesn't have to be professional, but maybe you can make that hobby into professional. And this is the whole side puzzle versus side projects thing. Maybe you don't want to do that. You can have multiple passions, of course. But the problem, the, the point of the 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 thing is, is like sometimes it's hard to tell. You know, even when you're trying things out, you're trying to see what sticks even to you. If you're a person that's like willing to do difficult things without some sort of payment or without some sort of like re- like big reward more than what other people are willing to do then maybe that's a passion of yours a good example is actually myself so uh i'm not gaming for a living but i game a lot it's my one of my passions i do it all the time and one of the things i uh, one of the things i'll do is i'll if 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 like i have to do something in a game that's like really difficult and it's like going to take a lot of time and it's going to be like a, a slog and it's just going to be a, it's going to be annoying. A lot of my other friends who also, you know, play games, that's their hobby. They'll be like, fuck, I'm out. Like, I'm not doing that. And sure, there's some stuff I won't do, obviously. But I'll just be like, you know what? You know what? It has to be done. That's it. I'm just going to do it. And I'll just like sit there and do it. And like, that's an indication that gaming is a passion for me, because even though I'm not being paid to do it, no one's giving me anything. Like, it's not like I'm getting free equipment or anything like that. I'm within reason and within whatever parameters i'm willing to like slog it out like you know what i want my character to be this level 
So I guess like the next, you know, five times I play games this month, I guess I'm playing this game to like level myself up. Like, I guess I'm just doing that. And other people are like, whoa, I'm not doing that. Like, I'd rather take the easier route or whatever. But I'm just like, nope, I'm like, if this has to be done, then it has to be done. And then I just go and do it. And like that, like that could be an indication of like one of those passions as well. And it could be an indication of like a passion kind of poking its way through one of your hobbies. So, yeah, I don't know. Like, I think I think that kind of concludes what I was going to say. Um, I think Mike had a good conclusion as well. Um, unless you had anything else to add, Mike, I think we've we've covered laser focus uh, a lot. Yeah, we've, la- we've, we've lasered we've it off. It. Yeah, yeah, we've laser focused on laser focus. We got it. Yeah, we've got it. We've how many times we said laser focus this episode? God knows. Um, but but yeah, no, it was. Uh, I think it's an important topic, and I'm glad we did it in an episode rather than a web news. And if you guys, you know, want to want to hit us up on uh, discord or you can just like at me or whatever. Cause I always miss notifications. Otherwise if you want to at me or whatever, or if you want to, uh, you know, message us on social and talk about, you know, what you're trying to solve. I mean, maybe you're a person that's a web developer and really don't like it and you're stuck there, but you really like gaming. I mean, maybe make a gaming website and that'll change. You know, that's why I mentioned the passion and the hobbies and whatever, like who knows? Um, so yeah. Uh, but I guess it's time for our weekly growth goals. Uh, Mike, please, sir. Uh, let us know what happened. Let us know what you're doing, what's up, and how your growth goals are going. Yep. Uh, so weekly growth goal, well, last week was write something every day. Uh, I did write something every day. Um, like I said, it wasn't the goal to like actually write like a whole article a day. That might be a goal in the future once I get better at writing. But for now, I'm just kind of uh, either writing like in a, a, a like a draft of an article or I'm writing our show notes or something. Something was written every day though. So I did complete this growth goal. I'm going to try to continue it actually, but that's not going to be my weekly growth goal for next week. Uh, but I am going to try to continue to write at least a little bit of something every day because it has given me the kind of like that habit that I wanted and it, it's making writing a lot easier, which is what also what I want. One of my goals for like the year is to be able to write like be able to write blog posts a lot easier because I want to be able to put myself out there as much as possible. I want to get my ideas out there and I want to get feedback and all that. And the best way to do that is with blog posts. I want to get some new content once we have the HTML things site up and I want to kind of drive myself to do that. And it doesn't have to be something big, but I do want to have systems in place where like if I want to write um, like a longer article where it kind of goes through like certain stages of research or certain stages, I want to have it. It's so that I actually doing it on a daily basis rather than having to go back to it once a week trying to figure out where I was and continuing on. So anyway, that was the goal, completed the goal. Uh, Again, you can go and check out the weekly show notes. I've done like five of them, I think now, and I'll have this week's show notes as well on dev.2. The show notes will be linked in our current podcast article. So you can check that out. Uh, So on podcast, you know, .htmallthings.com. They're going to be linked in there. So you can check out the show notes. There's going to be like, you know, a timestamps in there. There's going to be key takeaways. So you can quickly take a look at what the show is about and what we get out of it. And also all of our social links as well will be in there and stuff like that. So let me know what you think of the the structure. Let me know what you think of the show notes by commenting on them. And, you know, I'll, I'll definitely be answering anything on there. Um, but my next week's weekly growth goal will actually be more about the weekly goals application again. Uh, I have gotten myself back into it. I started coding a little bit last week. One of the things that I want to do this week is code also every day significantly more. So a lot of my last few weeks have been like administrative work, uh, managing and reviewing code and stuff like that, but it hasn't been spent coding enough. 
and I really want to get back into coding more. So I'm going to use the weekly goals application as an excuse to code no matter what every day. So I'm going to work on the, on the weekly goals application every day. And I want to get the weekly goal functionality completely finished uh, so that I can actually launch like a really, really basic beta out there and show everyone what, what it's all about. But you can also follow the Trello. I've been updating that on a pretty consistent basis. That will also, I'm going to link that in the show notes as well. So we have a place to put that now. Uh, Matt, you don't have to worry about putting it in a Twitter, like in a tweet or whatever. I'm going to actually put that in our show notes. Sweet. Because um, I always forgot, at least all except for once. So hopefully people <laughs> referred <laughs> to that one random tweet. Um, but my weekly growth goal was to keep my head above water because things are just blowing up. Uh, things are still kind of blowing up. Uh, there's like a big migration happening uh, over uh, actually today and tomorrow as of recording this. So hopefully that goes through well and goes smoothly um, for the most part. That's kind of like the big thing that, so I'm, I'm here, my head is above water, so I'm okay. <laughs> um, but what I, what I want to do this week actually is something I'm trying to kick my own ass in gear. It's a professional and personal, I suppose. Uh, I want to make a move on a couple domains. I'm not going to say what, uh, the domains are, but I'm trying to make a move on a couple domains and, uh, I really need to, you know, kind of get in there and actually do it. I keep saying, oh, I'll hire this, you know, this or I'll try to make an offer, or I'll try to hire a brokerage service, and this and that, and I just keep uh, procrastinating, so I, I think it's just time, uh, to be honest. So I'm going to try and uh, do that, straight up, and uh, see how it goes. So that is my uh, weekly growth goal this week, see if I uh, can acquire a couple domains, and uh, if I do, maybe I can announce them on the show, whatever. Um, but yeah, I'm not going to do that now, obviously to uh, prevent like a bidding war <laughs> or something. I don't even know if that's the thing. I've never really actually went after a domain that wasn't available. So we'll, uh, we'll see, but, uh, yeah, that's my, uh, that's my piece that way. Um, but, uh, I think that concludes the episode here, Mike, uh, unless you have anything else to add, I think we can run the old conclusion here. Runner up. All right. Well, uh, remember we're on Patreon. If you want to support the show, that's patreon.com slash HTML, the things, check out the tiers and give that a go. And many thanks to our $3 tier patrons, Sean from RabbitWorks JavaScript via YouTube.com slash RabbitWorks JavaScript, Garrick from Local Path Computing and Web Design on LocalPathComputing.com, Ryan Gatchel from Blue Black Digital on BlueBlackDigital.com, Chris from Self-Made Web Designer on SelfMadeWebDesigner.com, Tim from The Web Hacker on TheWebHacker.com, DL Ford from DLFord.io, Bib Hashdash from NineBlockMedia on NineBlockMedia.com, and Jason from GeekLifeRadio via GeekLifeRadio.com. Feel free to leave a comment or a review on the platform that you are listening to this on. And this outro will sign us off. You've been listening to HTML All The Things Podcast. Web development, web design, and small business. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from this show. And we hope you appreciate that we talk to you like human beings. And we hope you had some fun. We'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hit us up on social media. On Facebook, Instagram, and Patreon at HTML All The Things. And on Twitter at HTML Everything. Until next time, this is HTML All The Things. Signing off.